Hey, I'm glad you're listening in. The Bible has a great teaching on worry, what to do about it. And many people let it get the best of them. Some people gone into depression. And we'll be over here in Matthew chapter 6, verse 24 through uh, 34. Again, that's Matthew 6, 24 through 34. You might want to follow along in your Bibles. Uh, and while you're turning there, I'll quote a couple other verses. I love these prayer promises. Um, first one is, uh, be careful for nothing, but in everything. By prayer and uh, supplication, that's strong praying. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. You got a problem. You got something you're worried about. Put it in God's hand. Let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. You say, is there really such a thing? Uh, yes, there is. There's times when I don't have peace, and there's sometimes when I've prayed for it, I've had to pray longer to get it, but it's certainly worth it. It's better than any pill any doctor or drugstore can give you. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And another one I really like is casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Uh, when I was in Bible college, I, mean, I got saved in the Navy. I went straight to Bible college, and I was worrying about things I didn't need to worry about. I, uh, some of them just seemed silly that anybody could have worried about them. And, and I was thinking, I'm the only person in the world with this problem. No, I wasn't so special to be the only person. Anyhow, listen, I learned through the years. I mean, I first started praying, and God, I'm so concerned. I'm worried about And I'd get up, and I'd still worry about it. And I had to learn bit by bit. I was able, as I saw how God was answering the prayer and working it out, that, hey, God is taking care of me. It was easier and easier for me to put it in his hand. If I'm driving a car and, 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 and I hear some bad news, my wife will uh, tell me what's on the phone. I'll pray a little prayer. I won't close my eyes. I'm driving the car. But I get home and I can't wait to get on my knees and say, now, Lord, this is this and this situation. And, and I, I'm going to ask you in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, to take care of this for us, Lord. And I feel so much better that I put it in the Lord's hands, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Now, let's take a look over here in Matthew chapter 6. Beginning on verse 24, this is a great passage of Scripture. And anybody, I look, um, I don't often recommend memorizing large sections. I have done that. I found just reading does more, uh, for me at least. But uh, this is one passage I highly recommend. Moreover, taken with worrying, if you're a worry wart, as we used to call people who worried all the time, then memorize Matthew chapter 6, verse 24 through 34. And uh, Christ starts off, he says, no man, not you, not me, no one, no man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot, ye cannot serve God and mammon, mammon's money or the things that it buys. If you're living for this, if it's your idol, I mean, we all need money, we all need things, obviously, uh, but if you're living for that, if it's your idol, uh, you're going to have to get that straightened out with the Lord. And uh, I'm convinced that some women become prostitutes simply because they need the money. I mean, maybe it's their love for their family, their kids, and they've been left in such a terrible situation and they're willing to go. But it's wrong. And God will take care of them, too. In verse 25, he says, Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life. 
what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body. Uh, and the world concerned about all these things. And what shall you put on? He says, don't take thought for these things. Is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment? Uh, the argument, the idea here in this verse is that, listen, listen, I made your body, and that's a whole lot harder to make than to make food to for it and make clothes for it and find these things and help you get them. Surely I'm not going to forget about the basic needs that I made your body and then leave you without some way to uh, get these sort of things. There was only twice in my life that I, I remember my mom and dad getting in a real feverish argument. I mean, they were a married couple. People have disagreements. But twice I remember real loud voices, and uh, once it was a brand new car that my mom wrecked, and my dad's all upset. And But another time, I'm guessing I was, I'll say 11, I don't know. I'm in my bedroom, and there was argument over money, and many, many marriages have a great amount of tension because of financial problems. And my mom was hollering and, and saying, what are we going to eat? What will the kids eat? And I went to bed that night thinking, man, that's, a, that's tragic. What am I going to eat? How am I going to live? You know what happened? Next morning, I got up and there was breakfast on the table, like always. But I went to bed worrying about that. Look, God has always provided for me. The only time in my life that I've gone without food is because it was planned or fasting, or something of that nature. And uh, there are there's one big principle, though, it's tied in this whole passage, and it's found at the end about God supplying our needs. Verse 26, the Lord said, Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Man is better than animals." He's better than birds. Are you not much better than birds? He says, I take care of the birds. By the way, have you ever seen God feed a bird? I've never seen that. I see birds fly around. They have claws. They scratch out a living. They have a beak. They get a worm. And they go back to their nest and share it with their young. And God says, I did that. I see maybe a young man who doesn't want to work, has excuses, knocking ye. It shall be open unto you. Seek and ye shall find. Ask and it shall be given you. I went out and knocked doors. I didn't get a job. It's not working for me. Seek. Just keep going till you get something. It's not easy for those birds either. The only real big difference between us and birds in this area of worry is birds don't worry. They go out, fly around, and they scratch out a living, and they come back. Those birds sing, by the way. They're smarter than we are, huh? And what are, what do birds do in the wintertime? I mean, they don't all fly south, my friend. But first sunny day, there they are, flying around and chirping. Uh, they appreciate God taking care of them. Thank you, Lord. You gave me the ability. You gave me a brain and willpower, and use that. God expects you to do like the birds do. Um, he goes on down here and he says, verse 27, which of you by taking thought can add one cubit onto a stature? Uh, somebody took a poll. I don't know how accurate it is, but they went to Hollywood, the most beautiful people and often some of the richest people. And, and they said to him, if you could change anything about the way you look, and this verse here in verse 27 says, which of you by taking thought can add one cubit to a stature? They said, if, if you could change anything about 
how you look, what would it be? And and I understand there's a certain of concern there being in Hollywood, being in the movies, and you know, well, you know, my hair color, my some of them want their nose shaped a little different. I don't know. There's many things: their height, their their weight, their this, that, and the other thing, and come out to over ninety uh, percent. I think it was ninety six percent. Again, it's, I didn't take the poll, but that's not too far off. Many of us, as we're young, we're looking in a in a mirror, and we're wishing that, and we're wishing that. And God says, you're not changing anything any, anyway. I mean, it's not going to be a real change. And he would rather have us accept some things. And verse number 28, he says, And why take you thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory, the richest man who ever lived, had all the finest clothes you could possibly have, that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Uh, look, our sunset's beautiful. You appreciate them. Show your dog a sunset. He's not going to look at the sunset. I don't even know if they have good enough eyes to see one. Show him a rose. Show your dog beautiful gems. Are they going to appreciate them? Of course not. They weren't made that way. You and I are made this way. And flowers on the field and all these beautiful colors. And every time you see something in, in nature that that's awe-inspiring, that, that's beautiful, that's God's way of saying, hey, I love you. I made you. I know you want things like this. And so I made things for you. And and he says, look, Solomon wasn't even dressed as nice as the lilies of the field. I'm going to take care of you. He goes on down here and he says, wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast uh, into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? God says, look, you're, you're thinking you're not going to have clothes. And it was a bigger problem in their day, for sure. Uh, and, and he says, I, I take care of the lily. I take care of the fields. I decorate them. They're only there for a very short time. Certainly, I'm going to take care of you. In uh, verse number 31, Christ says, Therefore, take no thought. That's the Bible's way of saying, don't worry. Take, uh, therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? And uh, he, he goes on down there, and he says, verse 32, For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For, or because your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things, um, yes, proper planning, certainly. Uh, Bible says in, in Proverbs verse 6, chapter 6, and he says, Go to the ant, thou sluggard, consider her ways, and be wise, which having no guide, overseer, or ruler, provideth her meat in the summer, and gathereth her food in the uh, harvest. And a sluggard in the Bible is a lazy person, and he's always got excuses. Uh, and the ants don't need an overseer. They don't need a mama. They get out of bed and go get a job and put some meat on the table. No, an ant is a self-starter. And God says, look, I made you. There are certain needs. I know you need to fulfill them. I will help you. But use your two arms, your two legs. Ask, knock, seek. And I'll help you find it. But you've got to go. That's God's way. You'll feel a whole lot better about it rather than to have to be carried by someone else. Uh, there are people that have worried themselves sick and and don't even want to make simple decisions. Sometimes, you know, a, a young person or any age person can be afraid. Pray. 
trusting God, putting your, casting your care, putting it into his, ask, Lord, please help me with this. Show me what I can do. I'm going to trust you with this, Lord, and, and leave it there with him and see how he blesses you. Uh, certainly, it'll come out better than if you hadn't prayed. There are people who won't take jobs they should have. They could have. They have the ability to do them. But, oh, I can't tell you. Think of all the decisions I'd have to make. Well, you know, God's not going to allow you to do something that he won't help you with, all right? There's a Bible verse that says, Faithful is he, God, who has called you, who also will do it. God's called you, and he will also do it. You just have to go. Saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or or wherewithal shall we be clothed? Uh, The ants don't say that. They get out there. They also scratch out their living, and God made it so it wouldn't always be easy. I know, it can be a grind, friend. Fighting the traffic, that's just a small part of it even, and consistent. It's like a teenage kid, you know, he thinks he knows what it's like to be a dad. Well, guess what? If you're a teenager, you're never going to know what it's like to be a dad until you actually are one. And then you got some real responsibilities, and you've got to provide when you want to, and you've got to provide when you don't. That's what a dad is. And, and God says, look, I made the world, and there is a curse on it, and man will earn his living by the sweat of his brow. This is my way. Don't fight it. And, you know, if you're diligent, you'll, you'll be able to go ahead and not only make ends meet, but provide for your family and have the joy of knowing that you did that. Otherwise, you can have real depression if you don't work. The last part of verse 31, Wherewith shall we be clothed and drink and eat? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. But, now here's the principle. Your concern shouldn't be the problem. You can ask God, did I cause this? Is it because of something I've done? Ask God to forgive you if he reveals that to you. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's not. Regardless, make things right with God. But, Verse 33 says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. Don't worry about all this other stuff. Don't worry about all these other things. Proper planning, yes, but don't get worried about it. Do what you're supposed to do. Save up for the hard months, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. God says, this is what I want you to make your concern. See if you're seeking me and pleasing me. I'll take care of the rest. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. There's enough problems today to worry about, and some people are actually worrying about the next day and the next day and the next year. You better learn to cast all your care upon him. Um, I had a man, when I started this church in uh, Washington State, we had a building that was loaned us during certain times of the week, and and it was free, and the guy did us a great job, and I very much appreciate it. But this man came along, and I told him what had happened. He visited sometimes in our church, and he says, oh, well, this won't last forever. Sooner or later, they're going to want money, or they're going to have other people in here, and you won't be able to stay here. I said, well, yeah, that's very possible. Well, you better start doing something about it right now. I said, well, I'm not against saving money, which is what he was implying, but I didn't have him. We didn't have any money to save at that moment. And uh, anyway, I don't know, I'll say a year, maybe a little more went by. And yes, he he was right. And we had to move. And 
And he came back. He found out that we had to move to another place, but it was really a good place for us. And, and at that time, we had enough funds coming into the church to pay for a rent of a building. We didn't at the beginning. And he comes in there and says, I told you, I told you, you'd have to move someday. I said, yeah, you're right. We did. The only difference was you worried about it, and we didn't. I had my brother one time told me, he says, Gary, I had this car, and I said, I got a good deal on it. I was kind of bragging about it. And he said, yeah, but this car's old. Uh, Gary, it's, it's not going to last. I said, well, I know, but I don't know what else we can do anyway. And he was worried for me. He he was worried for me because I wasn't worried. <laughs> He'd say, well, what am I supposed to do? You worry about it? I mean, really? And uh, sure enough, uh, it gave up the ghost, as we say, and uh, had to get another car. And, you know, I had just got some money shortly before that, and it was enough to cover the price of another car. And my brother, again, I told you, didn't I tell you? I said, yeah, you did. Guess what, brother? The difference was you worried about it, and I didn't. But you can go ahead and worry. for. Some people, they not only worry for themselves, they start worrying for you because we're not quote-unquote, smart enough to worry about something. (laughs) Uh, Take no thought for tomorrow, for tomorrow should take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. God doesn't want us worrying about today. He certainly doesn't want us worrying about tomorrow and all the other millions of things that can come up. Somewhere, someplace in the Christian walk, we need to do what Christ said, casting all of your cares upon me, for I care for you. God bless you. Hey, thanks for listening. Some of these podcasts, you might have to go over a couple times and hopefully it'll sink in even better. Hopefully it'll be more helpful to to you and look up some of these verses. Uh, God bless you.